everyone, and welcome to A Nightmare on Fear Street. A monstrous podcast about all things horror. If you like what you hear today, then you can follow us on all of the usual socials or subscribe to our Patreon for bonus content and merch. You can find all of that by visiting us at allmylinks.com backslash A Nightmare on Fear Street or in our episode descriptions wherever you're listening to this podcast at. All right, everyone, we are here today and we are covering Infinity Pool. And that continues and ends our time with 23andMe, where we looked back at movies that came out this year that were available at the time of recording these. Um, some of them are great. Some of them are movies. Some of them happened. Yeah, rah, rah. What? <laughs> rah, 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 on that note, let's get into it, Sheree. Uh, Where do we start? Okay, so I'm just gonna I'm I'm gonna try and start with the nicer things. Um <laughs> I I think that we had a real good setup to talk about the unchecked privilege. Um I think that's one of the things it was meandering around and towards. Um, because like these are white people unchecked. They just they do something and then their doppelgangers die. Boo hoo. And that's exciting and spicy, and I wish that we had we we'd followed it up with the movie that it deserved. One hundred percent agree. Like, there's a great concept here. There's a great kernel of something. It just it's it's lost. It's lost in this literal and and metaphysical jack off of a movie. Like. <laughs> I just, all the performances are good. Yeah. All of I, the writing is okay, except the pacing. I guess it's writing, right? Yeah. I, but like, Alex, yeah. Alexander always gives. He's one of my notes. He's always giving, even if the project doesn't deserve his time. Um, a lot of people were using this in Pearl to argue that Mia Goth should have gotten an Oscar nomination. And I'm still saying we need to wait until she gets a movie that deserves an Oscar nomination because this movie ain't it and neither was Pearl. I... I, I live for her car scene in this movie. I think her car scene in this movie is the best I've ever seen from her. It's the first time I like leaned forward and was like, I want to know more since we saw X because she's one of the better parts of X. X was a fine movie. People wanted it to be a 10. It was not a 10. Um, it was a fine movie. She did fine. And I was like, I, I want more from her. And then we did Pearl and I was like, I want less. And then we did this. I'm like, I want less. Um, but again, these are the projects she's choosing because she's still up and coming. Um, and so like, it's not like she's like, I can just demand such and such. She's she's still finding her way. And I'm sure we will get a movie that I like that she's in. And I can see her do all the different things that she can do. And I'll be like, I get it now. But it ain't this movie. I agree for the most part. I think that her performance alone is not the problem. No. Like, like her performance is actually pretty good. Like, she does the best she can with what she's got. Like, this script and this plot and this pacing is atrocious like i i like you said earlier i really liked her car scene mm-hmm. i loved the, the difference between her the whole fucking movie and that end when they're leaving that was so so cool to see as a performer i just don't this uh, uh, there <laughs> 
I <laughs> so many pacing problems. I, There's so many pacing problems. I own that she was not given a lot to work with. Um, I don't think this Cronenberg likes women, but that's a different thing I'm going to support later. So I'm not just out here talking about my ass. Um, but I do think that it wasn't giving because I think that a different actor would have found a way to make this character interesting. And it was, I was never interested until the car scene, which was the car scene sticks out because she was doing something finally, as opposed to sort of going through the motions. And yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that is fair. Cause like some other people were trying in this movie and I don't think that she was one of them. And you know what? That's fine. Because again, you don't show up for everything hundred percent, especially if you are not having a good time, which maybe she wasn't, or maybe she was also confused about the script. Like the rest of us, I don't know. Um, but I think that Alexander was the performance. I would be like, somebody tried here. I see it. <laughs> I think Alexander and um, Cleopatra. She's always great. She, they were both giving. They were both giving 100%. Mia was definitely, is that Mia or Maya? I don't know. Whatever. Mia. I will uh, say. It, she was definitely third tier to the two of them. I will say Cleopatra and Amanda. I was happy to see both of them live. Because in Brandon's other movie, Possessor, we opened with a black woman being executed by the police. And when I share that tidbit with other black people, their faces tell me that Brandon knows the black people. Because you don't open a movie executing a black woman and then not following up with that with a conversation or a reason. You're just like, the cop shot her. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's that's a very good point. Yeah. That's a very good point. I, I think that it could be a case of a white man that's grown up with too much privilege. Yes, which I think is part of the reason why the privilege message gets muddled here because he's not fully checked his privilege, I feel. And I've only seen two of his movies. And so I'm, I'm again, just going off of the art he's putting out. And I feel like both of these movies are almost, but not quite a thing because like going back to Possessor, we covered that. We have a movie that does that to a black woman at the top. And then we are playing with gender issues, but I don't think we really understand the gender issues. And I don't know if at any point he was like, is this a story I should be telling? Or should I have somebody help me tell this story? And so it comes out muddy. And I'm just like, what are the queer people saying? Because this woman is leaping into people's bodies and having sex with all the people of all of the sexual orientations. And she's she's having feelings about it, but she's not really unpacking the feelings because we're just like doing the things because it's cool. And this movie right. feels like we're doing the things because it's cool. And even the sex scene here, like... If the sex thing's not going to be sexy, it needs to be serving the script somehow, whether you're talking about the violence of it or talking about how people are bored or whatever. This is just like wanting to get people naked and see them do weird shit. And that's not a thing I can support. Like, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not anti that, but it's not for me. I don't need to see me a guy running around naked in different colors, um, giving people ecstasy. I just... Yeah. I, a, pacing-wise, I think that all the sex scenes and sexual scenes took too long. We're way too long. Even, way too even long. Even jerking off Alexander's character. I'm going to start using his character name because this movie's a lot. James Foster. Even jerking off James Foster could have been sexier because Alexander Skarsgård, he's a hot ass man. I Listen, like, yes. I wanted to be turned on. Listen, I wanted to be. You were giving this Greek god a handy and I'm bored. Like. Right. And we get it. Like the other thing is we told like, my note about the, the jack off scene was like, she is bold. Yes, we get that. And like, I'm a okay with her jacking him off. Like uh, that, that seems on track with her character. Like a hundred percent. Did it need to last five minutes? No. Did we need all the, even though I'm not going to completely complain about 
Alexander Skarsgård moaning to me as I'm watching this movie. Mm. <laughs> it might have done some things for me, but I, that's but I wasn't on Pornhub, which I can't get on now anyway because Arkansas is a hellhole. Uh, Pornhub getting snatched. Look, they Pornhub stopped serving Arkansas because Arkansas legislators are like you have to fo- you, we you have to force or you have to know everyone's that everyone's over eighteen, so you have to get everyone's driver's license. And they're like, well, that's a privacy issue, so fuck you. We're just not going to serve Arkansas. You cannot so, share their IDs on porn sites. That is. It sounds, yeah, very sketchy. Anyways, so, but I'm here for it. It just didn't, the the pacing of the film did not need it to be that long. And then also that sex scene and the weird like nipple thing where the nipples were yeah. like big and small and the, like changing in it, time. It was just too much. It feels like he's getting at something with bodies between these two movies. And I don't know what the fuck it is because I don't think he knows what it is. And maybe he's just like, my dad does weird shit with bodies. So I'm going to do weird shit with bodies. And it's not tracking for me. Make a, make a statement, make a stance so I can be like, okay. Cause right now we're just like boobs and purple. Yeah. We're in 3d now. Yeah. We're all on our knees now. And I'm just like, okay. But like, I don't, I don't come here for vibes, especially for an hour and 58 minutes of vibes. Stop making two-hour movies if you have nothing to say. Stop it! <laughs> yeah, I 100% agree. I will say, I will never say no to a naked Scars guard. Listen. I just won't. I, I refuse. I enjoyed that. That could have been the whole hour and 58 minutes, but like, <laughs> it was not, and so we have issues. <laughs> Like, yeah, I will. I will never. It just it could have been sexier because they were pushing the sex. Like even at Sundance, he's walking around in a leash. I was like, oh, um, him in the leash and his like sweater and pants at Sundance was sexier than him in the leash in this movie. And I'm like, why is that? And you get it for like two seconds at the very end of the film, and it's like, uh, or like not the very end, but you know, the close to the end. I, I will say on a positive note, other than the naked scar scarred, uh. I these masks are unsettling. Like they were the best absolute, part. absolute. The scariest part. <laughs> the best part was him naked. The scariest part were these masks. I can't handle them. It, Stop it. It was also weird because, like, you've already established you have no consequences, which I mean that tracks for white people. So to put on a mask to go do crime after you've already established whatever happens, you're good. You're golden. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I have questions. <laughs> yeah i oof, yeah uh, uh, this movie the again the biggest problem of this movie is the pacing like it is far too long mm-hmm. far too long and the, it's so slow we don't even get him hitting the the guy we don't even get the I know what you did last summer moment until like half an hour into this movie. At least Kevin knew that it needed to happen within the first ten minutes. His life is just about Kevin Williamson, but he know how to pace a movie. Um <laughs> he knows how to pace a fucking movie. He's like, you might not like it, but you're getting out an hour and a half. And I'm like, oh, thank you. What? Maybe an hour forty if we got some things. If it's a screen movie, yeah. And that's yeah. allowed. Um I, this was not, this was not it for me. Um, and people keep calling this a horny movie and I'm trying to think that I have a different understanding of the word horny than people on Twitter because they're just like horny. And I'm like, is it because there was a tit? Cause like, that's not, I see tits every time I shower. I'm not calling that horny. It, it felt 
the sexiness of this movie felt too easy, which straight people do this all the fucking time. They think if they put a man and a woman in a room together and they have some chemistry, that's sexy. And there was a chemistry. I'm sorry. That's not the case. Like, queer people have to work for it a little bit harder than that. Like, if you want to make me feel something, you need, like, I, you've got to do something. Because, like, this movie never, even that, oh my God, that sex scene is just weird. It's weird. It's not sexy. It's not horny. It's weird. When her husband or boyfriend or whatever mm. the fuck his character was. Well, the orgy uh, yeah. Arlen. Ar- yeah, because it goes from the two of them having sex in different colors that is not sexy to everybody having sex and then everybody's taking drugs. And it's just, this movie's trying too hard to be weird instead of just being weird. And when you have to yes. try that hard, you lose you lose what you're trying to do. And again, I get he has a reputation to live up to because his father is Grandpa Gooey. But like perhaps perhaps his weird is different than that weird and him trying to chase after that is not the moment. Yeah. Or like the end, like, was she breastfeeding him? I like, okay, I will say this. I am not clearly a scholar on breasts and the female body or the the body with ovaries and a vagina. But like, I'm fairly sure. I could be wrong, Sheree. Correct me if I am. You don't produce anything coming from your breasts until you're pregnant or like have given birth i'm willing to go tmi on this one i've never lactated um Uh, (laughs) because like (laughs) there when he's sucking her tit at the end of this film or towards the end of this film it's not sexual like i i is this a grips of wrath moment? Like I, I just people don't make understand. Art so bad that they don't ask themselves what the fuck the art is saying, and that's what happened <laughs> in this movie. And that's why when people on the timeline were like jizzing for this movie and saying Brandon's better <laughs> than David, I was like, he's got two movies. Y'all need to calm the fuck down. What drugs are you taking? Listen, Cronenberg, both of them is our you know. I don't, they're not my favorites, but like to compare the two, Listen, you have David Cronenberg, who is an icon yes. and you have his little boy trying to be. Him. Yes. Literally. He's got two movies. Will he get to his father's level someday? I do not know. Maybe I'll be around to have an opinion after a few more movies, but to look at like the body of work and like what David's done and be like, his son has already surpassed him. And that's just Twitter loving everything. Twitter's like, it's new, so I gotta put the dick in my mouth. And I'm just like, girl, how do you breathe? Take it out your mouth and be like, was it actually good or that's when it in there? Because I felt I need to feel alive again. Because literally every new movie that comes out, it's so good. And like, it's not good. Stop saying it's great. <laughs> Say you liked right. it because you needed something to do that night. Um, yeah, and like, of course, we're, we're again playing with the trope of the dude not listening to the woman who is a woman of color. So it's like extra listen to her because so she, she probably knows what the fuck she's talking about. And that's what gets him in trouble in the first fucking place. Like the, I, I was so happy she left because first off, same. James, I thought she face. left before she did. Listen, <laughs> at one point I was like, I need to make a note to be like, I'm so glad she left. And then she showed up again. I was like, Oh wait, she didn't leave yet. And then she left. And I was like, 
James is playing her is. fucking face because M's footing the bill for everything. He's a white man who's just like writing her wallet um, and doing the least. He's got one book nobody's read and he's spending her money like it's his. And even when he's lying about losing his passport, he's like, let's go ahead and have another week behind her back. And I'm just like, it's not your money, bitch. Like, you stop. And so I did not feel bad for him because again, he's another privileged, unchecked white man. And this movie wants us to feel bad for him towards the end because he's like, oh no, my new friends aren't my friends. I'm like, well, you're an asshole, so I don't care. Um <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. I just. Uh, <sighs> I, I, like, what do you say? Like, what do you say about this movie that is like. What is there? Is Alexander Skarsgård hot? Absolutely. Would I stare at him naked for two hours? Absolutely. But like, give me a plot. True Blood did that. The fact that I had more fun with True Blood than this movie says a lot. Because I've watched all of True Blood and I tell people to watch it. But like, it's not high art. I I can't be like, it was cheated from awards. I'm just like, it was a time people were running around naked fucking fairies. And I I will probably rewatch it. But like, uh, say, say, I would rewatch that before I rewatch this. Yes, I've only hands down. I only rewatched this movie because I saw this movie at Sundance and I hated it then. And I covered in Development Hell with Josh and I hated it still. And then I was like, people like it, and so we should talk about putting in the season. And Trent hasn't seen it. Maybe Trent will be the Paul Abdul and like it. And this is one of the movies we agree on. <laughs> <laughs> so I watched it for yes. again for no reason because like we both hate it, and here we are. <laughs> 18 minutes into an episode, and, again, and we got nothing else to say about this shit. <laughs> and again, okay, going back to the concept, the I, the kernel of whatever, watching yourself be executed would be a wild situation. Like, I can't, that would be an interesting way, like, even if you, if you didn't want to go the whole, like, comment on white privilege and like the fact that white people can get away with literal murder, then having that existential, like I watched myself die. Like that would be interesting too. It doesn't do either of those things, but it kind of does both. All the doppelganger deaths should have more weight because especially the first one, because we see the little boy who's the son of the man James ran over stabbing him. And you're like, this kid just lost his father and is out killing a man. Cause that's the custom of this country. And it has no way. After that, I was like, oh, we don't have to do anything? Okay, cool. Um, and then, like, we yeah. see them murder so many versions of him, and it's like, okay. And I, I, I get that he doesn't give any shits, because, again, white man with privilege. He's like, oh, no consequences, which is a white man every day. And so, again, I don't need a movie about that, but whatever. Here we are. Um, <laughs> um, we saw American Psycho. We, we're done with this. This is the theme. Um right. <laughs> But like we're here and it's just like, oh yeah, another one's dead, another one's dead. And I, we don't need that many for an hour and 58 minutes. He literally takes four of them home with him. He's got little trophies of his past selves. And I also feel like we never really give weight to the fact that they don't know if they're the real one or a doppelganger. Because that's a thing that's like whispered a couple times. But right. nobody's like, we should follow up on that. Because they give no shits. Because again, privilege, unchecked, nobody's stopping me. I'm going to do what I want to do. We're in this country showing our asses. Because, like, they talk about this country like it's an underdeveloped country. Um, They talk about it like it's a third world country and, like, (laughs) they're uncivilized. And they're out here, like, running amok and causing chaos and murdering people and shit. And then they're just like, oh, yeah, no, our doppelgangers will pay for it. We're going to go back out tonight. You want in? Yeah, and then I... (laughs) 
I just, I, mm. also, that child is going to, does need or will need therapy. Like I need therapy. He, I, well, right. <laughs> I watched this movie twice this year. <laughs> twice. Yeah, I, uh, I, I'm really trying, y'all. Like, you know me, I am the Paula Abdul of this podcast. Proudly, I wear the badge. But, like, I'm trying. And it's it's hard. It is hard to find a silver lining. Possessor had some silver linings in there. There was some things happening. This, I just... Oh, my God, it's so bad. I didn't write down the name, but I will say the colorist did very well. I liked the color scheme in this movie. I liked the way the color was used. It was just muted enough to not be annoying. Um, That is the takeaway. I hope that colorist is having a great day. Sure. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I, like, I, there is... I will say, this is my positive for this. Like I said, there is a kernel of something interesting happening here. But the pacing and the length of this film murders it. Like, I'm not, I'm curious, how long was Possessor? Uh, I've always said, if your movie's long, you need to be making it the best fucking movie that I've ever seen. Um, So after an hour and a half, we are getting into the I can't forgive you territory. You need to have that shit tied up, eyes dotted, T's crossed, telling me a thing. I need to like have my mind blown. I needed it to be the best thing I've ever fucking seen. You can't just be like, because I wanted it. So this movie is over 10 minutes longer than the first, than Possessor. And that tracks. Again. <laughs> that absolutely tracks. Again, I think that he's fucking with something specifically about bodies, but I can't tell what. And I still need to read queer people's essays on Possessor because I think that he definitely stepped into some um, possible non-binary and or trans narratives. And I don't know if he ever said, should I, do I belong here? Because he doesn't, I don't think. Um, If I'm wrong, I'm happy to be wrong. And maybe he's working through it. And that's why these movies are confusing because he's still figuring it out. But right now, it just seems like a cis white man running amok because he can. And that is, that is my villain origin story. Check your fucking privilege and make a movie. Or at least make a 90-minute movie so that way I'm not out here being like, I lost two fucking hours and you played my face. <laughs> yeah, I will also say, this is a PSA for all filmmakers that may be listening to this. If your film, you and I'm not against films using this, but if your film uses strobing effects like this film does and other films do, you need to put a content warning at the beginning of your film. There are thousands if not millions of people in this world that deal with light sensitivity with epilepsy that cannot watch this movie if they watched the scene where it's strobing would at the sexy but even before that like there's a scene before that that literally is like blinking like this that would literally well, you so blocked it out. But like would literally <laughs> cause seizures. And that is not okay. You have got to let people know when you utilize that stuff. I'm not saying don't utilize it. I, it doesn't bother me. But like I was watching this at work today and I was like, there is at least six people in this room right now. If I showed this, if I unknowingly showed this movie to them, would cause them to have seizures. And that is not fucking okay. 
there's just so many things that I'm just not here for in this movie. And that is yeah. my right as a person. Well, and, and I and I will say this, that that is not a read on this film alone. There there are a plethora of others that are still being released today. I'm just saying as artists, and I take this as a theater artist, I take this as any kind of art. You have got to know what can be an issue that can cause people to have physical medical issues and tell them that's coming their way so that they can choose to partake with that art or not. I feel like we've just been getting real lax with the content warnings all around. And also we've not given some to some people who need them. Like I'm tired of people being like, this movie's so great. This movie's so good. And I put it on in the first five minutes, there's a racial trauma. And I'm just like, white people stop. Um, because they're, they love to be like, oh, it's so great. It's so good. And then like a black person watches it and it's like, um, this is racist. They're like, oh, I didn't even think about that. It's like, you know what the N word sounds like. You know, you know, you didn't go, oh, maybe I should. It's not veiled. Listen, you saw that word get thrown and people start fighting and trying to lynch somebody. And you were just like, I'm fine. I'm living my best white privilege. Um, and so I, I think we need to just like look at ourselves and be like, my biases are showing. Um, let me rewatch this movie before I recommend it to people. And don't get Absolutely. mad when people are like, this movie is offensive to me because, because a lot of times people are like, I'm not fucked. Like, for instance, last year, Deadstream, and they slashed them. People were like, no, and here's why. And white cis people were like, but you shouldn't, because and you don't understand satire. You you was good, because this. And I'm like, nobody asked you, Patrice. Nobody's coming to see you, Otis. Please sit down. Yeah. I mean, I've, uh, <laughs> yeah. Like, what I, I, there's just, this might be our shortest episode since the safe house. <laughs> There's just so much like I listen to people like another privilege that I don't think is talked about enough in this country and the world, but mostly in America, Christian privilege. Like I suffer from a lot of of Christian trauma. Like I do from being a queer person that lived in Arkansas for most of my life. Today, I literally go to my mailbox and pull out a letter that was handwritten to me that some fucking woman who I don't know sending me this fucking shit about Christian love and like oh i need to go to church and da 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 she doesn't fucking know me you don't know me so keep your shit to yourself and it's like it's so frustrating because i think this movie suffers from a lot of privilege that is unchecked and i think part of that is intentional and like part of the message of the movie which i get I'm not trying to say it's not but a lot of it is the filmmaker not dealing with his own shit. Exactly. You can't write about the problem when you are part of the problem. You can't. You can't. No matter where you're in your journey, you can't because you're going to miss all the things. The smart thing to do if you want a story about a thing that you're a problem or a part of the problem for is to produce other people who want to talk about it, who are of the community that should be talking about it. Like, had he put his doll hairs behind somebody who want to talk about white privilege who was a person of color, Perfectly a queer person of color because they're out there waiting for jobs and I will hire them. It could have been it could have been a movie. But instead we have two movies in a row from him that 
kind of circle a point, but don't really ever stick the landing. And it's very non-committal. And it feels non-committal. And again, I don't know if he's working towards something in his own personal life because I don't know him. I know two of his movies and who his father is. I've never seen a picture of this man. I I, I couldn't pick him out of a lineup. We're not having kikis in our Instagrams. I, I know nothing. <laughs> and so like, if he's working towards something and he's like, I'm going to do it in my art. I mean, that's his right. But also we have one more movie before I have to give him a five-year timeout um, because I will not let a filmmaker waste four movies in a row with me. <laughs> we're going to do three and we're going to tap out, which is why me and Ty West, we've got one more. We've got one more. <laughs> and it's going to be Maxine because that cast is banging, even though I know Maxine is not going to be for me. Because again, X was fine. Pearl was trash. Um, if you've not seen our Pearl, if you've not listened to our Pearl episode on the Patreon, that's why I'm not rehashing that because it was a whole hour of me being like, what the fuck for? And so I'm not going to do that on the main feed in this one. <laughs> Because that would feel like a personal attack against Mia Goth. And it's not Mia. It's that franchise, which I don't think needed to be a franchise. I think we could have stopped at X. Yeah. I, I just, I don't. Where do we? Where, where? I mean, normally we would talk about the movies we covered this month. But because we had recordings out of order, we can't do that. I can tell you the two, my two favorites. And I can tell you which one I think will be your favorite, but you've not seen it yet. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I can agree with you because <laughs> right. you know me pretty well. I think you're gonna. The only time you've been wrong about me is what was that movie called? Jennifer's Body. Uh, Jennifer's Body. I think you were just feeling your tourist moment because you were like, <laughs> no, and I was like, this is such a Trent movie, and you're I like, just, no, I didn't like it, which is weird because that is right up your alley. Everything about that movie is so Trent. <sighs> I maybe I don't know. Anyway. I, I'm going to stop telling you what I think you're going to like and just write it down and open the envelope when you tell me you like it. I'm going to be doing that because I think as a tourist, you just need to disagree sometimes. And you're like, no! And then you're like secretly five years from now, you'd be like, I own it. And I'm, I'm I'm trying to start a Kickstarter for a sequel, but I can't say that out loud. What? Right. Yeah, I think that we will agree on this month, actually. Because like, top two is Talk to Me and I'm assuming Evil Dead Rides. I haven't seen either of those movies right now, but I can... Those are my top two for sure. This is my bottom one. Um, Missing is in the middle. So yeah. Yeah. I think you're going to be a talk to me girl. And I'm sad I told you that because I think as a tourist, you're going to go and be like, I can't be. And you're going to be like, Evil Dead Rise Hive. Whoa. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but there's other things you told me that I would love, like bodies, bodies, bodies yes. that I adored. So. Yes. Sometimes it depends my, on the mood because you might just my be good like, nature comes out right because I think that if you, if you forget you're like yeah I love it and then you're like oh no she said I was gonna like it shit oh <laughs> it's too late it's too late <laughs> no I am super excited for talk me talk to me uh, everyone on my timeline is loving it I am super super excited I I wish this movie was better like I wish it was better. That is my problem. And I think, like I said earlier, the biggest problem of this movie, outside of the like thematic issues and the representation issues and like talking about white privilege and how it effectively does that, the pacing. Get your fucking pacing right. You don't have to self-masturbate on stage. As Doc J says, as Julie Ray Mullenkamp says, it is more interesting to play with others than to play with your fucking self. So like... I, I don't even like to watch porn videos where it's just put somebody jacking off. I, mean, I want to watch you interacting. <laughs> <laughs> TMI. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> On the main feed. 
That's how y'all come here. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like this movie felt like masturbation. It felt like masturbation. I do not like when a filmmaker makes a movie um, that feels like something that is in their brain and not fully shareable yet because it feels like I'm being held hostage for two hours. And that's when I get really mad because again, this movie, I, I don't find this movie offensive. I, I'm not out here being like, I think he hates black people, even though like, again, we're not, we're not putting the black people in roles that are substantial. I think there's some subconscious things happening here that he may need to look at. I don't think he's intentionally being like... Yeah. Because again, Possessor, I was pissed about the way that black woman was executed by police. And we never talked about it. We never dealt with it. We never brought it up in a conversation. Whereas here, they just don't have large roles. And I, I get very testy when I see white people putting black people and brown people in the smallest roles they can find in their movies. Cause you're not doing anything. You're doing the yeah. least. It's like minimum wage. You're saying I'm giving you the least and I wish I could give you less is what you're doing when you do that shit. I, I'm curious what you think about this. Cause this thought just hit my head and it may not be perfect, but like, I like, so Amanda, uh, Bruegel, Bru- mm-hmm. Jennifer is her character's name. It's interesting to put her where she where he put her because she felt like Candace Owens to me. Like yes. her proximity to whiteness and her proximity to straightness and cisness and all those all the isses is made her just as culpable as the white folks. There is always a Stacy Dash among us. And so That's she made one. sense for me. <laughs> yeah. It it just felt very appropriate to have that character in there. And I don't know if I don't, I highly doubt it was intentional, but as Bob Ross tells us, there are some happy accidents. Listen, and I wish that she'd been given more because again, we trade off the one black person who leads for this black person and both of them are getting the least. And again, I'm not saying that like, we need to like fucking take Mia Goth's role from her. I'm just saying we can have black people be leads. That's a thing that people keep right. seeming to not understand. Black people can be leads. It's, it's okay. You can try it. See how it feels. Take a deep breath. A lot of people have done it and they've lived. I can name names if you would like. Um, I follow them on Twitter right. because they did the fucking right things. Um- <laughs> yeah. And I think M had the potential to be that. But, and rightfully so, I think that the way her character was written she left, which I absolutely M would have yes. left. Like no. M would have been like, deuces, you're an ass, like you're yeah. an idiot. But I think Jennifer could have been given more shit to do yes. because she had what, four scenes, if that? I did like her line of like, who do you think did sodomy? And she was like, me. <laughs> I did like that. But like, cause yes, team sodomy. But like, <laughs> there could have been more. I, I just wish she had more because, like, again, we've introduced him to this world, and the only person he talks to is Mia, Goth's character, whose name I keep forgetting. Let me go look at Gabby. this guy. Gabby. He only talks to Gabby and Gabby's husband, who are two white people. Gabby's husband could have been a black man or a brown man or an Asian. We keep acting like default to whiteness is the only answer. And if we have one couple who's interracial, then no other couple can be. And I'm like, yeah. that's not how that happens. That's not math. Right. Well, we also default to straightness as well but like we also act like interracial couples must be a white person and anybody else as opposed to two people of color 
We can have two mm. people of color in a relationship. It can happen. I've seen it. I've seen it. Oh. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Some of y'all yeah, are here like, because that happened. Like, well, can we talk about an int- what the fucking interesting scene would have been between M and Jennifer? Listen. That would have been a cool scene to watch. Listen. Or what if we gender swapped either James or Gabby and had this queer affair happening and that's part of why this person's like, maybe this is where I need to be because I also am like trying to like figure this out and I married this person because of the money because both of them were married for the money. Um, <laughs> um, but what if I'd like ex- explored my bliss but also my privilege? We could have, again, people keep defaulting to straight white nonsense and it's never a good time. Yeah. Well, because yeah, that could have been it. like how queer people attach themselves to power privilege to get ahead like that would have been super interesting and and see that temptation similar to redfield like i think redfield kind of did that on its own way like and it's not artistic like no one's going to claim redfield needs to be an oscar nominee but like (laughs) it does it better than this everything does everything better than this um but to the real hot takes, shall we get spicy? Let's get spicy, girl. Let us do, let's do it, let's do it, let's do it. We've talked about it. It is not a perfect film. It is not a perfect by any stretch of the imagination. But Possessor was better. I'll give it that, even though I was mad at how that black woman was executed by the police. Absolutely. Which um, we discussed in the episode. And it was muddled. Absolutely. It was a muddled movie because Brandon only does muddled movies, apparently. Um, the but pacing it was, a- was better. I mean, yes. Like, the pacing of my last bowel movement was better. Um, <laughs> I... <laughs> Agreed. Agreed, though. But yes, pacing was uh, 10 times better, which makes it a better movie overall, yeah. even though it's not perfect. This felt like steps backwards. And maybe this was an older yeah. script, because some people have to make um, an older script after they make their first one movie. Because, uh, like, again, executives and studios are doing the things, and so you can sell one idea but not another. I don't know, but this feels like multiple steps were taken backwards. Well, like um, Star Wars, uh, George Lucas made, had to make uh, American Graffiti before they would allow him to make Star Wars. So, listen, very different outcomes, but. (laughs) No, like the team behind um, Hellboy had to make Blade 2 before they could Mm. make Hellboy because the studio didn't believe in Del Toro yet. And I have thoughts about Del Toro because I've found out some stuff, but also mm-hmm. I'm still dealing with that. And so I'm not going to just be out here talking about it on another podcast. Um, that's on Bloody Massacre from way back when. And people can listen to that if they want to be broken hearted as well. Go, ch- go check it out because we're all broken hearted today. <laughs> yeah. Listen, people just out here are portraying everybody. And I'm just like, can I catch a damn break? Is it My, hard to be bad? Is it hard to be a good person? It's like, not it that just... hard to say no to sexual assault. Um, <sighs> it's not that hard to say Rama Polanski deserves to be in prison. It's not that hard to stop inviting him and Woody Allen and other abusers to the Venice Film Festival. But here we all are um, in 2023, and what do I know? My my hot take anyway. for this movie. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people love this movie, and I'm so happy for them. I get nothing aside from more time with Mr. Scars. And I naked time, naked listen, time. Listen, I want more. I want more time with him and less time with this movie. But you know what? <laughs> I 
This is one of those we disagree on. I feel like the timeline, I sometimes am just like, am I an alien? I don't understand why y'all are clapping for this movie. I, I get we like an original movie. I'm supporting original movies all the time, but we don't have to pretend all of them are great and special. Some of them are just movies. Some of them are trash. And it's fine to be like, eh, because this is a this is a movie. I don't think I would give it three stars, but it's a movie. Um, but we don't have to be like, it's 10 stars. It changed my life and hit my mother in the face and I gave birth to this baby. And I'm just like, for who? For why? Yeah. I gave it two and a half. That's generous. And it is. Now that I've talked about it more, I'm like, maybe two to one and a half. But like, like a one star pony to me. Um, but again, I don't know. I don't know. I don't have to because I'm not going to review this bitch anywhere as far as I know. <laughs> Fair. But all right, y'all. Well, this this is a, a short one on, on the Fear Street, but we love y'all. We don't love this movie. Um, we, we tried. And we had some decent moments, some decent conversations, some decent things were said. But here we are. You know, we it's can only do what we can, what we can do. It's time to hit stop and start healing. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. All right. So, excited. Next week, we're going to move on. We're moving on. We're moving on to bigger and better things, hopefully. Uh <laughs> <laughs> again again also thank you all so much for listening and supporting us here on beer street we love y'all even if you disagree with us because some of you probably do yeah I but like turn all day i'm not talking about this movie anymore after this i'm really done this time i'm really done i'm, I'm leaving the room i'm closing my car door i'm opening my bottle of wine i'm looking into the sun we will both catch you on the next one so <laughs> you know <laughs> listen <laughs> Next week, we're going to be covering The Hills Have Eyes 1 and 2. The original Wes Craven joint, y'all. And that's because we're doing something special for the month of October because it's Halloween month. And instead of giving you a special episode, we're going to do double features because we're going to kick off our month of double, double, toil and trouble. That's right, y'all. Double features all fucking month. Ooh, ooh, yes. ooh. But, double features but, all but, month. But, One but and for two. Those One and uh, uh. Might be hopeful. We are not covering the Mary Kate and Ashley classic. No. But. Maybe in the future. No, not on this podcast. Um, <laughs> you want to talk to your other co-hosts. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, double, double, toilet, trouble. Happy Halloween, bitches. I'm excited. We have time to make songs because this was a short episode. Um, thanks, Brandon Connor. We got to add a little bit. <laughs> Listen, hey, I'm going to do a little soft shoe. They can't see it, but I'm doing it. Ooh, ooh. I missed the peanut. Ooh, look at that. Ooh. <laughs> Clickety clack. Hello, my baby. Hello, my darling. Hello, my... I miss the WB so much some days. Right. It took me a minute to remember that song. Anyway. No, I'm uh... sure I'm sure it was a racist hot mess. Um, and we'll find out. I'm sure. I have Girl. that book, Burn It Down. I'm I excited. I was talking to at open. the bar tonight about, like, phrases in the English language that are, like... Anyway. Um... Listen. Listen. <laughs> uh, listen. Um... Team Beyonce. Anyway, thank you all so much for listening and supporting us here on Fear Street. And as always, make sure that you stay fierce out there. Bye.